Alright. Welcome to another episode of the But Here We Go podcast. We've got a great lineup for you tonight. We've got some really interesting guests. We have our lovely co-host, Ali Batir, and then myself, Joe Batir. I think we're we're going to keep going round robin in the counterclockwise fashion, which means to my right... Introduce will yourself. Be the first introduction. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself. Or would you like me to Who are you? you? What do you do? What are you doing here? What do you here? like to do? This is my mom, my lovely mother, and she loves to chat, so this will be really fun to have on she's being shy but i'm sure she'll get into it later on (laughs) thank you Allie and joe well i'm 57 and the only thing i can say is that i i couldn't sum up my life for you in a podcast so she'll start her own podcast and then you can learn all about it that way yeah but this is fun this is new and i appreciate the the opportunity especially for my son-in-law joe to allow me to speak. This is really um, a giant... Sounds like The Handmaid's Tale or something. (laughs) This is just... I don't even know the show. This is just (laughs) Joe competing for the best son-in-law competition. Yeah. Everybody else, I'm setting the bar high. He's winning. Okay. He's winning, man. Speaking of which, Tom. Yeah, so... (laughs) Tom, introduce yourself. I'm Tom. Uh, I'm Allie's stepdad, and I'm Joe's stepdad-in-law. What a, what a mouthful of a name. And, well, shorten. you know, I'm a very accomplished uh, speaker. You are. You're probably the most expert here. So, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm like, I can go for this, man. Yeah. This is really cool that you all are doing this. And I'm, I can't wait to hear Allie's questions yeah. for us. And Should we dive right in? Yeah. Well, I, I guess we haven't introduced ourselves. And, oh, and my we've gosh. we've got some news that we need to What's our news? Oh, my God. First. No, no. What Do not you're making, tell you're me you're pregnant. No. I was no. like, what is going on? <laughs> no, what, what are you wanting to say? Yeah, that would be really a <laughs> bad wanted, time to do this. I wanted to discuss how our how much car you got keyed. Oh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I just want to say I, guess, I also thought you were about to announce that you were pregnant, and I was very confused. I was so like, "What is happening? You're we are so, not pregnant." You're a slow learner. So, for everybody out there who's listening to us, whenever you say we've got some news, it's never yeah. The immediate right. assumption is that you're pregnant, right? So don't so, ever do that so again. Everybody out there, never start with that phrase <laughs> right. ever in any conversation. Oh, right, right. So never. that was a lesson you were giving. That was right a lesson here. that I just learned. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Because you're young. Never, never start with that. But to your point, we did wake up. We're in Houston at we're the Robinsons. We're in Houston right now at the Robinsons. And we woke up this morning to find out that someone keyed our car. Yep. Badly keyed Somebody it. took Bad. their key, they shoved it into the side of the car. And they walked. They just round robin. They just walked it. a big old circle around it. Not it was terrible. Pretty much a big old circle. Right. We're Surprised they didn't find some bricks like smashing in the <laughs> windows too. Actually, I'm sure. I'm sure it will be fine. But it yep. was not a fun thing to wake up. Yeah, I get to learn how to do a real good buff job <laughs> on a car. I did have a friend send me a YouTube video, so oh, that's it's on good. YouTube, so we can I do actually, it. Actually, I don't you know if I've been. It. I posted it on Instagram. I did it as a story. I. Don't think I've been on Instagram since I put it on there. Oh, so which you was didn't at like someone. nine or ten a.m. I had one response while I was still finishing up. Right, but because your deductible is so low, it's right. worth just to get it done. I yep. mean, have someone do it. Joe for was you. like, maybe we should just not fix it. But keep in mind, this is like this. We're planning on driving this car until it like dies and yeah. driving yeah. to the ground. So I think oh, we should it fix it because <laughs> otherwise, we're gonna keep this keyed car for like, like twenty years. We're not. Years. We're not we're not materialistic. We don't like want fancy things. But we, we like, want the things like that we nice have things. to not look like trash. And we like to keep care of the things we have. Right. Especially because you pay for insurance right. and, and yeah. all of those things. Of course you do. You right. want it to be. It's shocking. You know, your first reaction when you have your car keyed like that is like, what for? Why me? It is such no. a, we were talking about it, it this is. morning. Keying and egging, like why? I, there's not. I don't know. I don't understand. Like, like, even if you're just being, there's other ways to be dumb and stupid and right. like whatever, but like, why do that to somebody? I mean, I've got a story that's related. Okay. Because I was thinking, why would you do it? Well, maybe to let off some steam. Yeah. Well, well let off some to, steam on your own car. Why don't yeah. you masturbate? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I was going to say, I used to have a, a, when I had my truck, I had 
just some old wooden boxes that I was saving for something. I don't know what. And it turns out like one of my friends was really, really upset about something. And it just so happened I had golf clubs in there too. So we set up these old wooden boxes and they just started swinging at them with the golf clubs. And afterwards they had a cigarette and they were like, you know what? I feel great. So the next time somebody has that urge to key a car, they went down and knocked down mailboxes. Really? <laughs> yes. Instead, go p- knock down some mailboxes. Yeah. Don't touch our car. To your point, to your point though, mom and I, when we were younger, we thought about like a place where you could go and just like pay to smash items. Mom, do you know they actually did that? They're called like smash rooms. No, I said. Remember, I said I wanted to do a scream room. Oh. Like a like, I, it was a scream room idea, right? And you go in, and then you, you you go in, and you hand the person there. You write down before you go in you things that real hard upset and piss you off, right? Are your triggers, and all they have to do is is put uh, pipe it into the microphone. Anything that upsets you, like you <laughs> this know, sounds like like this, asking for trauma. This yeah. sounds more like part of the Saw movie <laughs> yeah. collection. But, but you pay for it. Sounds it's not like, Saw. It sounds like the Manchurian candidate. <laughs> it's not Saw, but you get in there and you're able to scream or you don't necessarily like, hey, you want what do you want to do? You want to have some favorite music or whatever, but you need some triggers to get out. You've got to get out the anger. Now, if you, Becca, if you want to demonstrate that scream, back up a bit from the, <laughs> Please no, no, no screaming. It would no hurt all of our, but it's like the scream room or whatever. I think there needs to be a place for people to be able let to go and let off steam in a productive way, in a productive yeah. way. where they're not king of a tears car, where they can go and break things. Right. I would like to know honestly if I, I would like to know who those people are that did that to your vehicle because I'd like to have a conversation with them. I'm not that interested. He's not. In <laughs> but I am because I would like to go. Hey, I want you know, them to pay your... their deductible. That's what <laughs> I want them to do. But I would be like, you know, hey, let's talk. Why would you yeah, want to do that to, talk to, to the car? Pay the deductible and don't say a word to me. Okay. Or them. Yeah. <laughs> well, a question. Oh, I want. Can I, I was going to get into this yeah, tweet that we're gonna, I want. We're going to so, move on from the, the car stuff. We just want people to know. We don't like. We don't appreciate cars. it. No. Was, if you're out there doing that, it's shocking. Maybe you should stop. Just stop. Right. Think yeah. about something else. What's the point? I'll give you some would, wood to break. Because honestly, give me a call. If I would have seen you doing it, I would have beat you with a baseball bat. <laughs> and you would have inadvertently hit the car as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which and it would be their fault. Not that could have used one of. And the, the goal is to not hurt the cars right right she could have yeah, used all of you. the lightsabers okay today. okay we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna right, table that on. what's what's this tweet you got <laughs> so yeah, let's hear about the tweet so um as we discussed in a couple of episodes ago i consider myself very lucky because i am married to someone in a very uh niche field as a geophysicist with a geo geothermal oh, speciality I you were yes. squirrel hunting. and he loves his mother-in-law <laughs> right Right. I also like to go squirrel hunting and all kinds of hunting. Right, right, right. If anybody's looking for a hunting partner, <laughs> right, right, right. hit me up. So anyway, so unfortunately today um, there was that 7.2 earthquake in Haiti, which devastating. Yes. I was actually there a year after the last significant um, earthquake in Port-au-Prince in that port. Like, so pray for that country. But when I was on Twitter reading up on it, there was a woman who tweeted this tweet and i was really confused about it today today and so i'll I'll read the tweet really i'm curious for joe's thoughts on this because i have no idea what she's talking about and you can shed some light on this you want us to break in the room (laughs) no 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 you're good okay so it says um uh, this is a woman named elizabeth yempierre um she's uh she has a check next to her so she's somewhat important but anyway she says Haiti has never recovered from the 2010 earthquake, and now this. I often wonder whether these tectonic plate shifts are affected by climate change. I think earthquakes in Puerto Rico were related to Hurricane Maria. My prayers and love and support, yada, yada. So, Joe, are, does, I didn't think climate change affected tectonic plates, but I'm also not you, so inform us, because I'm very interested to know what you have to say about I that. I am, too. It's a very... I would say, I'm less interested, but go ahead. I would, I would say this is a complex question. Oh, my Lord. There are obviously very big, large-scale things that are occurring uh-huh. within the ocean, within, within large-scale oceanic currents. 
the the most obvious answer and the most readily answer is that is something called glacial rebound. So when you've got glaciers that melt, there's so much weight from the oh. glaciers that the continental uh, crust actually will rebound. Kind of like what happened when they uh, tore down the Texas Stadium, or what they think is causing the earthquakes over in Arlington that's, that's in early years. Oh my bad. No, well, wait it's, a minute. Wait. It's there's injection. A, that's happening fracking. in Arlington, like right now. Oh, well, it's, it's injection of, from, from yeah, fracking. That's from fracking. fracking. Got it. Got that's it. Totally different. But, but one of the the theories they had said was it was rebound oh, from. Oh, I never the, heard that one. The, oh, it yep. was everywhere on the. So okay, so you're saying that you believe in global warming? Yes. Yes. Yes, but that's what his entire. When we're talking about something like Haiti, Haiti is is not anywhere near anything that would still be glacially rebounding. Got it. So areas like the like the the upper Midwest, Wisconsin, Michigan, those areas you can actually see an upward lift mm. of the earth as it as you're still seeing rebound. Wow. from from the crust. And you can see that as you go further north and as you get Areas that that no longer that are losing their glaciers, you can see that rebound. So you are saying that because Haiti and like Puerto Rico are so far, really closer to the equator, that that would be very unlikely to be the cause of the earthquakes yeah. or the yeah, okay. it's it's very unlikely. Those would be more related to large scale tectonic yeah they're not like on some long rift or something in right the, right yeah, in the right. crust but do yeah. we really know how <clears throat> the the melting of the ices how that do we really know how that is real is truly affecting underneath so that so that's what i'm saying like this is a complex question yes. that you could maybe formulate a hypothesis on mm-hmm. to do study. research on. so like what you're saying the, it's the, important the, to the, big, the big crazy idea and i say crazy meaning like it's like nobody's thought of it mm-hmm. from what i've heard you would be talking about diluting the oceans by diluting the oceans maybe there is a larger amount of of water getting sucked up by the subducting plates right by getting more water into the subducting plates presumably you can cause more more volcanic activity mm-hmm. and a faster subduction and when you're saying diluting you're you're talking about like the, the melting of the glaciers is thus diluting the ocean yes okay. yes and through that process you could because you're basically making it a less viscous material so you're going from something like something like a a molasses to a honey mm-hmm. and by doing that maybe you can actually speed things up yeah i think it's it's highly unlikely but there might be a testable hypothesis there and because the 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 warm the global warming is happening so rapidly now right more so yeah. than what they yeah were willing to tell us all as a whole because the writing on the wall was there way a long time ago. So now it's happening so quickly. It's like the frog in the boiling water and it's happening so rapidly. Can it be reversed? Can global warming be reversed? Mm -hmm. That is another, another Can it technically maybe, but it could be slowed, but not reversed. One thing that we've already said on here. Oh yeah. We talked about this a couple times. I love, I love bringing up one of my favorite quotes during my undergrad was, was a geochemistry professor of mine at Southern Illinois. Ken Anderson, if you're listening, (laughs) shout out to you. (laughs) He said that, that global warming and climate change is not going to be a, a, earth problem it is a humanity problem yes because ultimately the earth will survive and something will live on the real question is are we going to be able to survive it right so i totally agree so it's not so much a a question of of the the rapidness and the is that worrisome because the the earth has seen significantly greater swings both hotter colder 
significantly higher CO2 in the atmosphere. But the only difference is that this is the only stuff that we've seen. Right. Now, are you, as, as, a, as Allie and Joe, mm-hmm. as young, as parents of a three-year-old, how does this make you feel? What are your concerns about the future? The number one thing is that we need to get property in Alaska. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's Joe's that's number one concern. Or Canada, maybe. Can yeah, I come with you? Absolutely. Family commune. I, I am. I am hoping there will still be sea life. Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, so Alaska coast. I see. Gotcha. Well, I'm with you. Yeah. I can help invest. Okay. I, well, I. Go ahead, Tom. I have an earthquake story. Oh, well, please share an earthquake. Uh, um, one more, one more thing, real quick. The the uh, Haiti is on a strike slip fault primarily, oh, so ahead. that actually going to the whole climate change yeah. thing, I, that again would not be super related. Super related, related but there climate. is the Lesser Antilles. That is a a subduction zone, so it's close, but it it turns into a strike slip fault so you don't actually have significant volcanic activity so it wouldn't i don't think it would be as but do you related. have shelves scooting against each other you've there? got plates that are yeah. that are sliding past each other right but that Which, just means that they're, they're, they're it's typical yeah. to have lots of earthquakes well, there because of right. that. i don't want before i don't <clears throat> want to interrupt you but but while we're on this I haven't started climate thing <laughs> actually all the forest fires and, right, right, and, right, right, and right. the all the <coughs> drought and the, the rains increase and all in that hurricanes. that's happening over over in the west on the west yeah. coast. How do you? And you know, there's always been these things about uh, Highway 101 has had these things that are wiping out the the because they're collapsing, collapsing yeah. on yeah. which is normal, yeah. right? But do you? I think that. The possibility it's changing the it's changing so rapidly uh we're getting in north texas area uh, in texas and oklahoma we're getting the the ashes and and smoke the smoke from those fires over us and that ha- that's changing the Ozone, like that, what's the in the ozone, air? The environment, Thank you, Allie. just the quality, all of that, and the so the weather, the weather, it changes the weather, and so it's um, right. To answer your question about like parenting a three-year-old and how we feel about all yes. that stuff, um, I'm not fearful of it. I I understand that everything is happening, especially like this. That's a huge part of what Joe has studied, as a lot of climate change-related stuff, and so. We know it's happening. We understand it's happening. We do everything that we can at an individual level mm-hmm. to help reduce our carbon footprint or make wiser choices and thus, like, train Jake to do the same. But unfortunately, well, one, we are currently right now reaping the benefits of, like, things that happened decades ago. And so we're, we're going to have to reap, not the benefits, I'm sorry, reap the consequences of things that happened years ago and are but still it's happening. happening now. I will say there are some benefits, too, though. Oh, Okay. Well, well, I mean, to pause or less. Modern life. We are, we are, uh, but there's not worries about it, but we're, we will fight for change in the ways that we feel like we can fight. But for there's change. really not a whole lot changing on legislature, the legislature level and local levels on EPA and, and, uh, trying to keep track of the emissions that come out of, uh, corporations and companies. Right. They kind of get, there's not really a monitoring device. They're all paid off, it seems to me. Well, I would, I would say that that is, that is changing. You can look at California, who has banned natural gas in all new homes. Mm-hmm. Didn't they? They're, not gonna, they're only going to have electric cars, right? They're trying to ban all internal combustion engine car sales by, I think, 2030 or 2035. Right. I think, yeah. 35, I think. Yep. And then well, they, we'll be gone. And then they also have a a new. So they they I'm need to get more. That's <laughs> that's not that far away. They Sorry, need to Jill. get they need to get more electricity onto their grid, and they have put in there they they made a procurement order for twelve thousand megawatts, of which they they specifically want a thousand of that to be base load renewable energy 
which really reads either geothermal or nuclear Mm -hmm. and there's not really nuclear plants going in Mm -hmm. so it's it's very they're being very progressive in trying to decarbonize well and then you know they paint their a lot they're trying to paint their streets with white uh, something about the white they're being very creative to be more to, right they are and then the you know we island. don't need to go in because this podcast can do another episode because we want to follow Allie's leads Questions. but you know they uh uh we don't want to go into the debacle about the texas electric grid oh lord that's seven podcasts <laughs> And that would be another good podcast to talk about because it's very important because they haven't changed anything. Right, right, right. Well, I think it it is a something because I work with it every single day. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of money in the infrastructure bill that is going towards renewable energy. Right. <clears throat> improving grid technology, trying to make it smart grid, in Texas. reliable. That's a that's a nationwide thing. Okay, because I don't think Texas is involved in that there's, at all. There's a lot of <laughs> money that does go to Texas, mm-hmm. in term, Texas, Oklahoma, and a few other semi-local states through things like the Geothermal Technology Office. Mm-hmm. A lot of people at A&M and Oklahoma University and... University of Houston. There's a lot of people who actually get awarded these projects. SMU also used to get awarded these projects. Mm-hmm. So as far as people trying to do things, there's a lot that right. is You occurring. just don't hear about it. It's just not something that is really talked about on a daily basis. And it, being in Texas, it is not something that has a very strong government or strong focus because it... It but really is happening. something that the consumers are pushing and consumers right. are asking for. Right. And and the larger companies do realize this. One of the, really most of the largest oil and gas companies are talking about massive carbon emissions reductions. They expect to be going towards or at carbon neutral by 2050. And they have specific plans on how to get there. But so they're actually thinking about because they'll be dead by then the yeah, major but that's people so they're they're actually thank god that they're thinking, they're thinking about, about their, the future their and, children and their grandchildren and to to go on that they probably aren't like their but job it's good pr their job is to keep the consumers happy and to right. keep the shareholders happy and and ultimately that is what we as as a larger body of people are asking for right we want people to start doing something about climate change. And so that's what these companies but to are use, doing. to use all of that, petroleum aren't a lot of the petroleum companies um, producing lots and lots more plastic products than they used to in the past as a way for because the, they can see the writing on the wall about carbon um, combustion engines are going to go away and, and like that. Is that, I mean, isn't, so, isn't petroleum becoming a big plastics producer well it is it is it is and it always has been a large plastics producer because what something something most people may not know is that pretty much all plastics come from petroleum byproducts acrylic well really that is a a main product of petroleum acrylic may be water-based but it's petroleum product yeah ultimately so it so that's true. Yeah. But it just that, seems like I've been reading some articles yeah, that and seem on that like that's point, really accelerated. Yeah. So on that point, there there's a lot of, even when we're talking about renewable energy, a lot of those parts are plastic. Yeah. So the idea of completely going yeah, carbon neutral or, or net zero or negative yep. carbon is going to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. But the, and the, the plastics industry has done a great job of promoting plastics as recyclable and lots of it isn't you know and hasn't been recycled and you really have to pay attention to like we've we've learned we only learned here a couple of years ago when my son ben was talking to us about the number of um, companies that have gone from directly printing on the jar or the container Mm -hmm. itself and they're putting these little bands that are printed you know little right, like right, little right. cellophane wrappers that are Just printed to save and, them they're, money. and they're not yeah. recyclable yeah. and so if you throw that whole thing in oh, then the recycle bin it, it can't be recyclable yeah. right. but 
Getting back to earthquakes. Oh, yeah, your earthquake story. Um, <laughs> the You may remember in um, 1997. I Probably not. I was seven. An earthquake hit, but I'm sure you saw it on the news. Where at? And, uh, Wait, it, where did it hit? In Assisi in Italy. Okay. And uh, that's where the great St. Francis of Assisi Church Got is it. and all of that. Beautiful um, uh, frescoes and murals and and uh, much of the city was destroyed. And I happened to be teaching at the time in Monciana for that fall semester. And how far away is Monciana? Monciana is maybe 40 minutes oh, wow. south so of the city. So you were like right there. So you right. felt it. So I was in between classes. I had in between art history classes. I'd gone back to my lovely suite where we were occupying an old um, 1960s hotel in the off season uh, for our campus. We had about 38 art majors, and uh, I'd gone back to my room to take a nap, and so I'm, I'm taking a nap, and suddenly the bed starts move, vibrating back and forth, and I thought, oh, that's fun. It doesn't have one of those vibrating machines on it. I didn't <laughs> think I put any quarters in, and I raised up, and I looked over at these old casement, oh, huge casement uh, uh, frame around the window, and Joe, it looked like jelly. Wow. I mean, the whole frame looked like, you know, like a cartoon spiral. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, man, this is, a, I guess, this, I was from was Texas. Was this the what first earthquake that you'd ever been in? Uh, absolutely. Gosh. You know, so, so I got I've up. I've never experienced one. I rushed to the door. I opened the door, and here are all of these students from all over, mostly from Texas, but many from around the country, running down the hallway till we were on the second floor to my door like, what you're, do we do, professor? What do we do? I go, what do I know? What do we do? I said, let's get down and get out of here, right? Several of them rushed to the little elevator. You know, I said, okay, I know no. enough not to get on that dead come elevator. So we had um, uh, we had planned to go to Assisi like the following weekend uh, to see the great Giotto. It's filled with these beautiful Giotto frescoes. And um, the the so much of the, the work was destroyed. His teacher was an artist named Chimabui, and all of his paintings were destroyed. And people, I mean, it was it was a terrible earthquake, and we were getting like the the wave from what it, I guess, whatever you call it. Ninety-seven, that. So I think you said. Which way was was the window shaking? Was it going it circular? Was it going back and forth? It, it was going in a in like in a circular motion. Fascinating. Around it like this, only like a wave, like a snake line. So the like the side, that's what I noticed first with the sides that were just going like this. You know, like a, I'm sorry you can't mean? see that making a. It's cause, is it because of the the, the plates so are shifting? Well, well I, I think I was shaking. Depending on which was way. shaking, <laughs> and um, yeah. So Why does had, it do yeah, that? Joe? So if it was if it was going in somewhat of huh. a circular motion. That was probably the surface wave. There's P waves, which are compressional, which kind of go in and out. Right. And then there's the shear waves, which go back and forth uh -huh. in the opposite direction. I hadn't thought of it. This was really kind of a circular motion. As this was kind of just like a free over. science class. And yeah. so, yes. And yeah. so cool. we were, you know, it was like um, the, the big earthquake that had hit Assisi was probably five minutes ahead of what we were experiencing that's what we figured out later so hmm. but that's my earthquake story wow and i got them all out of the building and um and have and you is it is the movie called, movie called earthquake yeah yeah is it who's it who are the about? actors you've never seen the earthquake. movie earthquake i've seen the wave and the earthquake but the, you know the one that or is it volcano i just remember volcano volcanoes there is a there is an earthquake. earthquake. Volcanoes right. is a great movie. Towering Inferno was a great one. Dante's There's a lot Inferno. of great. <laughs> no, the Towering no. Inferno. Dante's Peak. No. You really like Dante's Peak. But yeah, but the building shakes. All. What's your next question? You know, I'm glad My you brought up volcano because oh, really? volcano actually takes place, and the volcano that opens up in downtown LA starts at the La Brea tar pits. Which we well we were going to ask them about La Brea, but you can but ask I them about La Brea. That's, what, I'm, you that's know. what I was asking you about all the stuff that's going on, the the stuff that's going on in, in California on the West Coast. I think, you know, I would hear things twenty years ago. It's going to break off, oh. right? <laughs> and I now when people say California's going to break off, right. that is a true statement. Right. The thing is, it's 
it is a very, very long term statement. It's gonna be like a slow it is it's a separation. It is it is slower than a death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. It's but like I think it's gonna happen. M- it's tens of millions of years, if oh. not a hundred million years right. from now. Okay. Well, I, w- I will be gone by then. <laughs> Thank God. I, 2030 yeah. is... Before we yeah. get in more into this volcano thing, unless you'd really like to say something about La Brea, we were so close to the perfect segue into my question for Tom. Oh. So, <laughs> let's go with your segue to Tom. Okay. okay. Tom, as an art professor for God, was it three decades or more? No, it's 44, 44 years, 44 years, same years college, yes. at Richland Community College. Right. Insane. Insane. So awesome. <clears throat> if someone was interested, someone just like walked up to you or like you met them on an airplane or whatever and they found this out about you and they're like, oh my gosh, like I was never really into art before, but I kind of want to get into it, like, but I have nowhere, I have no idea where to start. What do you think is like the perfect like gateway drug to get somebody interested in art? Um, what often happened during those 44 years of teaching would um, be in an art appreciation class. I tried okay, to teach yeah. I tried to teach an art appreciation class to include that in my I basically taught whatever I want but I, I always tried to at least insert one art appreciation class a year. Was this more for like open program. for anyone who was not necessarily art people majors? take art appreciation who are taking like three hours of humanities credit got it, okay. and they can do it with music or preach or whatever so for so already you, you've got them because they chose the class right. for some reason uh, some kind of interest in art and invariably what would happen say two-thirds through a semester i'd start having a few students come up after class and say something like professor you think i could pass a drawing class with you you know, like they get curious about, they've, they've seen these charcoal versus graphite versus ink, you know, whatever that I might be showing them in Art Appreci. And I do think that's that's really, uh, that is a great way to kind of get your feet wet. Is this drawing? Is to, to start with an Art Appreciation class oh, gotcha. to kind of see what, inter- because you might be really interested in, you know, uh, along with people coming up to ask me about, well, do you think I I should try a design class or a drawing class. A lot of people would come up and say, you know, I've really enjoyed the art history aspect of this mm. class. Should I, you know, take an art history class? Mm. So it's a kind of, it, it, it's sort of a, um, a viewing platform mm. from which people can look at all different kinds of directions in art and say, you know, I kinda, that looks interesting to me. I think I'll go that way. Right. And that's really fun to get somebody who comes and takes a studio class and suddenly they realize that this is what I want to do. Mm. Or they come and take one of my art history classes and they go, this is just fascinating. You know? So after 44 years of teaching, I've got all of these students all over the country you know, that are now teaching themselves or they're artists or they're writing uh, art history. And, it's weird. and Beck and I are like um, uh, secondary grandparents to a bunch of their kids you know, that um, uh, they're... And some of those people are people who really just came up to me in an art appreciation class. Oh, hey. Yep, it's me again. Just wanted to pop on in here to let everyone know that we uh, are having some more audio issues on this episode, but this time, to my surprise, it's actually all Joe's fault. So, uh, yeah. Enjoy. Bye. So when you would have two or three students who would come up and say, hey, do you think I could pass a drawing class? Now, obviously, the answer would be yes to all of them. No. So you would actually tell them no? (laughs) Absolutely. Good, good. I would tell them how often my grades are A, B, C, D, and F. So Those are grades that you could make in my class. So you would never, never actually encourage any of them. Of course, of course, I would tell. But he's not going to like give you false hope if you suck. Right. It's not like because it's not. So the counselors think that that like a basic drawing class is easy peasy. So when it's not, it's hard. When it came to art appreciation, they didn't actually do any drawings. So you had no, no real inkling of unless they showed me something. You know, like if they brought something up and said, "Here's a drawing I've done of this hero." Clearly, they're a good student or a bad student, and you would be able to say, well, if you can perform, 
if you have the same motivation as you had in this class, I think that you will do well in school. I think the motivation. Feel free to take my class. I really wouldn't talk to him like that. Oh. I mean, I, I would say. Maybe you were right about that arrogant thing. I, I would say. <laughs> I would say, you know, um, it does seem to me that from what you said in a couple of your essays, that you really are interested in the variety of line that's used in art, the different ways that line are used. So I think that either a design class or drawing class would probably be of interest to you, and those are two real good entry-level classes to get your feet wet to or try be out. A, a dumpster diver but or a street sweeper. <laughs> but they're not easy. Yeah. You know, and that's something that, you know, studio is a um, drawing is what drawing is like to watch students the first time that they really achieve a beautiful varied line weight mm. or a beautiful transition of a dark value with graphite into a lighter value of graphite. Like you could the, really read audiobooks. Has anyone ever told you that? <laughs> on the edge of a shoe or something, you know. Yeah. That, yeah. Thank you, Allie. Um, now he's a wonderful that, lecturer. They, um, you know, the look in their eyes, like the first time a student gets their, let's say they're drawing a tennis shoe, and they really get that string that mm. looks like the string, on the lace on a tennis shoe, and they're like, I did it. It's like... You know, the first time you learn how to swim, you're, you're a little kid, the, the, which is another thing, a, a great reason to teach your children, the younger the better, to teach right. them to swim, I think. I raised water rats. But it's like the psychological confidence that develops from being able to achieve that. It, the, the greatest thing that happens in drawing classes are critiques where everybody puts their drawings up. And then you take a look at, and, and I have a, my method for them is, I, I will make, during the critique, the first half of the semester, I do most of the talking, the rest of the semester, I make them talk about what they're, they've drawn. And I'll in tell In front them, of each other, In too. front of you, about each other's work. But I always ask them, you tell me one thing that you think is working in this drawing and one thing that you need to improve on. Hmm. And it's like, and that's, that's what I've been modeling for them all the time. My point is that like in basic drawing, basic drawing is a lot like math in that you have a certain set of traditional, historically hmm. proven methods to use to achieve a certain effect. In drawing, you have the same, it's the same process. And what I always tell them is that just because you've drawn a convincing looking three-dimensional looking volumetric looking drawing of a tennis shoe doesn't mean it's art yet i'm not teaching you art in this class you're going to bring all kinds of stuff oh, to art that's from you i see i see not from me what i'm going to do i can teach you skills right the basics. so that you can understand how to use pastel how to use charcoal how to use ink for all these different purposes some non-objective some representational but we're not at art yet you know, you're you're going to bring the art to it from all these other things you're going to mm -hmm. learn. You know, Which like, goes into our argument that we've had. And it's not talking about the earthquake that Allie is, is going to get on this. But uh, what was it? Teaching technique versus natural artistic ability. Yes. So what's the wanna, argument? You want to talk about? Do y'all want to? We can do an, We can be yeah, your counselors. Podcast. We can talk about. Well, it. We don't I'm really have an argument about that it. That I think that you can have. Uh, someone who is a natural artist and who doesn't necessarily i think to be trained in technique can actually be harmful oh i see it's like it has to be like a balance between like not being or overly techniqued I either think this is, either or i think you bring up a really good point of another podcast no when you think about people this is very common when we talk about guitar and guitar players. And by we, who's talking about guitar? We as in the collective <laughs> society. Okay. Collective. Because this is something people that... Like people who are collectively talking about like guitar. like Dave Matthews. I yeah. loved a Dave Matthews band. I don't anymore because I don't listen to music mm. anymore. Aww. So <laughs> therefore, sad. I don't love any music. <laughs> Sorry, Do you want me music. to sing Jesus Loves Me, this I know? No, it's... I'm just, I'm just being facetious. Okay. But... 
he is somebody who is not classically trained and some people that I know are very, very anti Dave Matthews band mm -hmm. because they're like, Oh, nobody can repeat what he's doing. It isn't that. Does he like in a riff way. a lot? Yeah, and he he has a very weird way of moving his fingers and playing the guitar. Oh, interesting. So it's it's something that that I think somebody who knows how to play the guitar or learned how gets upset because they can't recreate it. Hmm. So that is going on to the point of yeah. Do you get upset because you don't have that artistic talent? But see, that's what I'm saying is that that shouldn't be an argument. You shouldn't be upset. You have this. We don't have an argument. No, I'm saying that. I'm talking about the people who are Dave Matthews upset. It's right. like you can. You should just appreciate it. Appre thank you, Abby. Art appreciate. Well, here, let just me say appreciate. Appreciate, appreciate the fact that. Appreciate. Here's, here's, and you don't want to like beat a natural artist uh, who you don't want to like, you need to go to art class or you need to go to music class. If they have it, like Beethoven. Then they have it. The, sometimes the structure the, in, in is an impediment. I, yes. I just want to say, in the in the teacher's defense, usually what we do <laughs> is a student asks us about it. Is this the argument? Are you we know, getting into the argument? Yes, I, I mean, no, we have, because we there's not a about it. There, because there's a um, um, be stu because students will seek you out and they'll say, um, "Here's uh, you know my." I was a cartoonist as a kid. That was my great love of art. That's how I got into mm -hmm. art was cartooning. So I really respond to students from technical drawing and Doodling. cartooning or whatever. Right, sketching. And I think what it, the, my point is that from the artist, the impetus is I want to get better at drawing hands in my cartoons. Okay, mm -hmm. I have suggestions for them right. about how to make that so happen. So you let them take I'm, the lead. Absolutely, I'm not making them. Right. No, I've got I've got sets of of problems that they have to learn about and mm -hmm. make a grade. Yes, but they don't have to take my drawing. But he's class. not saying your hand has to look like my hand. No, he's in fact, I don't want them it has to, make to be an improvement. Look like mine. They, right. Everybody, no matter what level you're coming in at, you have to get better. Right. So if you're like super hot shot from high school, you you're gonna have to get better. better. Right. If you've never drawn before, you have to get better. Right. So and really so, just you'd be suck and then it'll be easier to ace your class. My, <laughs> actually, yeah. um, no. draw your first drawing <laughs> as bad as possible. And then that way just you can only go up. as low. But what's fun is... So is your can. finger going to look like this or like that? Flicking so, it off is what she's doing. So yeah. So my point, my point is that the the point um, is, is I walked out of your class. <laughs> if you want to be, uh, if you want to be, um, and I've still rebelled. If you ever want since. to improve, um, you can help Most artists know what they need to improve on, right. and they either choose to go seek that learning mm. or not. Got it. Now, in your mother's case, um, Becca's sense of design. And I don't think this is just personal. I think, I mean, I don't think it's just something that's just natural that is just God just gave it to you and nobody else. I think for whatever reason, through your life, your visual experiences and visual interests, um, uh, you've made clothes of all kinds. You've designed all kinds right. of stuff as a kid. Your I medium mean, has always changed. You've, been, you've, you've always been an artist anyway. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, um, the thing that I admire most about your, your mom's art is her sense of design, her sense of composition. Hmm. Because, but I'm, I'm saying that's not just natural. That's not just divine inspiration. I think it's so. because I think she's really, the way, the, way, uh, the way she looks at the world and analyzes the world, she just makes, like with her photographs, she just makes beautiful compositions just through the lens of that camera. It, and I'm saying that it's not just natural. It's also born out of her own interest and the kinds of color relationships right, right, that right, she right, likes, right. all of that. So, so I think what yeah. I hear Tom saying I think is it's that natural, spiritual. There's, there's, a, there's a level of naturalness that yeah. is coming from your eyesight and eye quality. And interest. And your interest. Intuition. But your, then you've also been classically trained through the school of hard knocks. <laughs> so you have a good, strong street presence there you when go. it comes to well, what go. art really is. <laughs> right, right. And now so. Becca is crying. <laughs> so. 
So we're going to move on to another topic. What's our question? It's my last topic that we have. I actually am. I think that's very sweet. Um, Next topic. This mom will not like this because this is putting her on a spot. I want to, so that we can always have this, talk about the dog on the grill story. (laughs) We can put it on the air. (laughs) That's not fair because you got to have Haley and Luke here too because you all have a different We were present for it. We'll interview them at a later time. We will get... So this will be Joe. I would think it would appreciate it. Oh, everyone part one. There'll be a part two. You must tell me part three. Tell us the dog on the grill story. So, would you? Do you want to tell the story, or would you like me to tell the story? Well, my God, the story is so long. Or should we actually have a podcast? Where it's just the story. I was not. I was not aware that this was part of the plan. I didn't either. So this is something that this is something. Allie comes up with all the content. I do and, develop all the And this is and kind I of a kind of special niche forth. question. I hear the deal. This, I think, would be really good having you, Haley, Luke, um, and yes. your mom on. And we all four just do it. you guys. Right. So this is really podcast. just a teaser trailer. Yeah, teaser. So this is a teaser there you trailer. Go. Because I think it would be fun to have. So let me tell the story, actually. <laughs> well, what is your version? So, yeah, what is your version? So there's this story. I would think that you would think it would be pretty cool. That people kept talking about. And by people, you mean? By people, I mean Allie. You don't need to know Allie names. Allie would be like, there was this, um, there's this thing that my mom, like, she doesn't really talk about. No, I like, talk oh, a lot. Oh, but she I talks talk. a lot about it. <laughs> this is already an inaccurate <laughs> story. See, the story. This is not a story. You've already got it wrong, Joe. This is not a secret. No, because it's one of those things that she's like, oh, well. Maybe I she's selective people. about who she she's tells like. Her. I'll tell this story, and after this story, you'll either never talk to me again, or you, <laughs> or we'll become besties for life. That's accurate. And based on no, that, I leave out my real version because then y'all would put me away for life. But, but based on that, then she says, you know, sometimes I haven't told the story. Like I didn't know about it for a while, and that was because. She was like, well, I know. Oh, is this doing... Allie talking? None of this or, seems no, this accurate. Is, this is Becca. Oh. Becca Joe, was like, Joe's the only one who would appreciate everything I did. Becca <laughs> knew that Allie and I were going to get married. She just had a motherly Wait, what? thought about it. I don't... That's what I'm did saying. You, did you pull him aside and tell him, tell the, him story? the story? No, no. This is, listen, this is, listen. This is so funny so she was because like, this you changes know, every time. Joe is probably going to be here for a while. Do I want to get on his are bad you, side Are you being for real story? right now, or are you just like hamming it up for this podcast? <laughs> Joe we needs to know. No, we weren't sure about that at all. So <laughs> it's like, Joe, I need First to tell you the story. So therefore, she never told me the story until... We were engaged or something like that. Well, that makes like sense. A, a while and did she in. like take you to a private coffee shop and like sit down and tell no, the story? We had a no, shot well, of whiskey. No. We <laughs> we probably <laughs> talked about it over a turkey. Oh, so I was present. Or so I was present. Joe, I pulled Joe aside. Mom, now you're making this up. <laughs> and then now we're making up more we stories. We got up early before anybody else, and we had coffee because nobody else drinks you. coffee. <laughs> And I said, Joe, you're going to marry Allie, so I need to tell you, you something about the dog. You need to know this. And then I told him the story, story, and then I got a really good bottle of whiskey out. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, so this is what happens on on. And I, said, and I said, no matter what anybody else tells you, these are all the facts about the story. <laughs> this is like folk and so all, And only point. you know exactly the details. And so we're going to do a shot of Russian vodka. <laughs> I thought it was whiskey. It's it was. That it changes was. in the story also. And it he was. Said, but then I told her I can't do whiskey before 3.30 p.m. <laughs> and so we did uh, vodka. So instead we pulled out the vodka. No, it was Kahlua. <laughs> No, we poured that into our coffee afterwards <laughs> right. because yeah. we were already okay. starting. And, and then we said, I've okay. i heard this part of the story. <laughs> Me neither. And, he, and I said, you know things that none of them know. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> we'll see if you guys get that story when you guys finally have yeah, the dog it, story on the you podcast. You need a fuller production. I won't, I won't tell you if what she says is true or false. I'm not gonna. I'm not so gonna. So you're like gonna, you, you're you an wouldn't know. Anyone. I'm just gonna. Know. I am. How would you? I'm a confidant <laughs> now. You are. I'm a confidant in this story. But it, I can't. I can't break that. But it yeah. would be. interesting. You're not a real confident confidant. It would be. <laughs> you're telling us. It would be oh. interesting. <laughs> 
No, to have to have Luke, you, and Haley, and then me. Tell and we you just like go, go the, around yeah. Robin and give the our side story of the stories about that. It really was my trauma. I went through the trauma <laughs> of the whole thing now, that remember, you chose a, to do. This is you a inflicted it upon yourself. Remember, this is a teaser. What was I supposed anyway. to do with a dead dog? Anyway, so, yeah. Call animal control. So, I don't know. So there is a story about a dog. <laughs> it died. <laughs> You're going to get the whole thing on a later podcast when we finally get all the siblings and the mother in the room together. There's actually a song from the 70s about a dog that died. But but we're going to stop now because we're getting dangerously close to giving away the punchline. Yeah, don't do that. So oh, Wait a minute. She's going to finish off. We were talking about the earthquake in Haiti. Yeah, what other questions do you have? What do you Let's mean hear? earthquake in Haiti? We already talked that about that forever ago. ago. You had two questions. Oh, no, that was done. That was all my that questions. Was that That's was all, all the questions, questions you have? I was just... <laughs> do y'all want to sing Kumbaya? Well, I think... Um, I think this is really cool that you guys are well, doing this. Well, thanks for joining really us. Well, thank you. On thank our you. little, you know, it was you great fun a, to be adventure. here. You could do a senior podcast hour at two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm after your next. What you, like, what's your? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, honey, for that. And, uh, so. What time is it? <laughs> the um, that's it. Yeah, we're oh, down to okay, one bar. Studio on, needs cleaning. We're down to one bar on <laughs> the, the battery. Pushing us out. I've heard that once you get to one bar, you're you're playing with fire. All right, because so, you've been to all the other bars. Okay, so I'll start. Do you want to do your send off? Yeah. So with that, Batir, we're gonna go. Jesus. <laughs> <love>. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you everybody for listening, thank you, and guys. we will see you next time on the Batir We Go podcast. Remember. If you haven't liked us and followed us, please go do that on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. <laughs> give us... Uh, candy, chocolate, Give us some food. candy, some chocolate, some free food. Really, we're looking for any sponsorship. So if yes, you just, if you sponsors. Just, if you just buy us some boba tea, Carlos, I'm talking to you. If you just buy us some boba tea, we'll give you a shout-out, and you can sponsor the next show. If you buy us five boba teas, you get to be on the show. And we want Ooh, senior yeah. sponsors. Yeah, we're going to get on. <laughs> Special request from my on... mother, senior sponsors. I'm <laughs> unclear what that means, but if you are one, come find us. We, Hippie baby. We would say we're going to get on Patreon, but we probably won't. No, so you can just give no us way. money. We need to end. My bladder is about to bust. Okay. All right. (laughs) Batir. We we go. go. Bye. Bye.